Good morning. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles, please, to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Acts, chapter 1. Now, if you're tuning in this morning for the first time and you don't know me, uh, my name is Josh Avnall. I'm, I'm not a pastor. Uh, I am a teacher by trade. And one of the things that being a teacher teaches you is firstly that human beings have very short and limited attention spans. Uh, so I'll endeavor to be swift this morning. Now, the second thing that being a teacher teaches you is that people need to be taught things directly in order to get it. Now, that may not seem controversial to you, but for a long time in teaching, that has been controversial. There is some very popular moves to uh, let children discover things naturally on their own and, and sort of find their own way and just give them a little bit of help here and there. Uh, and that leaves a lot of teachers very frustrated and a lot of children completely in the dark. Uh, but human beings need to be told. Someone needs to just flat out state it. And if you say, hey, that's how I learn, uh, good, because that's how everybody learns. That's why the Bible encourages preaching, teaching and direct instruction of people. Very little is accomplished in beating around the bush, and anything left unsaid is never taken to heart. So I'll attempt to be direct this morning. You should be a church member. You should be a member of a church. If you are not a member of a local church, you are making a mistake. And you should rectify this with all speed. Let's pray and then we'll begin. We give you thanks, our Lord and our God, uh, for this day that you have given us to, to hear your word preached, Lord, to sing praises to you. Father, though we may be scattered due to this virus, uh, yet we are united in you. And so we ask and pray for the help of your Holy Spirit in every house that is watching today. Uh, Lord God, would you convict uh, those of the truth of your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You should be... A church member, not just an attendee, not just somebody that goes to a church, not somebody that says, well, yes, there's that church down there. And if I feel like it on a Sunday morning, that is where I attend uh, and the people there know me. But actually a formal signed on member of a local church. Uh, if you live near Albany Creek, obviously, I would recommend that you become a member of this church. This is the church. This is the best church that I have found in Brisbane, at least, or anywhere else. Uh, but if you live far away, then there should be a local church there, and you should be a signed-on member of that local church. Why? Read with me from verse 15 here. In Acts chapter 1, verse 15, it says this. It says, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of names together were about 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Jesus had come. Jesus had organized the church. Jesus had been put to death. He had resurrected himself. He had given final instructions. He had ascended to the right hand of God. And here we find his church assembled together and there was a number of names. They had taken it down and written everybody who was a part of that church. So firstly, we see here the church membership is the biblical pattern given for us to follow. You should be a church member. Secondly, the church is the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians, we read this. It says, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now, when it uses the word members there, it's referring to body parts, not, not specifically to church membership. Uh, but God fits each believer into a church uh, like, like a body part is fitted into you. And if you say, hey, well, 
Most of my body parts fit pretty well. That's because it's normal, natural, and right for bits of your body to be joined to other bits of your body. You don't like it when they get unjoined. Uh, it's something that's done very seriously. It's something done with great care. And when you are taken and transplanted into a church, it's not done willy-nilly or lightly, and it's not to be undone willy-nilly or lightly. Uh, you should be a church member as this commitment reflects the seriousness of what has gone on here. When a man or a woman becomes a church member, it's normal. It's normal. You're acknowledging your commitment to that specific body, both to receive from other church members and to contribute yourself. It's so normal that the Bible doesn't even bother giving instructions to anyone who isn't a church member. Many instructions in the Bible can only be carried out by people that are signed on members of a local church because there was no other type of Christian even imagined at the time. The only way to get out of being a church member was either to be formally removed by the, the members themselves, to vote for you to be gone, God's way of purging the body in the same way we purge cancer, uh, or the other way is to die. That's, that's the second route out. But you need to be a church member. You should be a church member firstly because it is the Bible pattern. You should be a church member secondly because Christians are to be a part of a body. And thirdly, you should want it. You should want to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ. You should want to be associated where Jesus' body is found. You should want to be found there, locked in. The local church is the body of Christ. Jesus put this together. Jesus died for this. My God and my Saviour, the only man who will be able to stand for me when I am dead and say to God, he does not need to go to hell. I have paid for his sins. He created this. He, he set this up. He came to earth to build it. He is still building it now. And I want to be associated with it. I want to be near it. I want to be around it. And I want my name listed in the number of the names of that church. I want to be associated with his body. If John tells you he loves Susie with pure devotion, oh, how he loves Susie. Uh, but then he refuses to, you know, like formalize that commitment in, in our marriage, uh, you wouldn't buy it. That, that sort of tells you everything you need to know right there. Now, if he told you, no, look, I have a, a higher and platonic love for Susie. I definitely do love her. I, I just uh, don't want to be around her body, uh, and I certainly don't want to be locked in to that. Uh, then you would say, okay, I can see what's going on here. You've got one hand on the door. Something is causing him to keep close to the exit. Maybe he doesn't want to stick around for when it gets difficult. Maybe he doesn't want to be locked in and associated with Susie. So if Susie does something embarrassing, then that reflects on him. But whatever it is, the commitment is not there. You need to be a member of a local church. You should want to be locked in and associated with the body of Christ. Every blood-bought child of God ought to find themselves locked into the body of Christ. You need to be a church member. Fourthly, you need to be a church member because you need the accountability. You need the restraints. And only being a church member can provide this. You need it. I know you need it because I need it. And you are no different to me in what you require. In Hebrews 13 verse 17, we read this. It says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. God wouldn't put this command here unless he knew that Christians needed to have spiritual authorities over you. Now you say, yes, well, I, I do have the spiritual authority over me. Well, the answer would be, well, who? You say, well, that's the, the pastor of the local church. Well, is that your local church? And you say, well, uh, kind of. Uh, it's only yours if you're a member and if you have joined it, you need to be a member of a local church. 
Your soul needs watching. My soul needs watching. In Galatians 6.1, we read this. It says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken with a fault, ye which is spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I mean, you need to be a part of a local church so that you can help others when they, when they stumble into sin. But where is it written that it will always be somebody else? Surely if I end up in this church for 40 years, at some stage in that 40 years, I'm going to be the guy that needs restoring. It's it's, it's just inevitable. It's a, a fact of the matter is I am a sinner. Sooner or later I will do the wrong thing. It is not guaranteed that it will come to me all of my own. Oh, this is the wrong thing and perhaps I should stop. I am going to need others that say that man needs to be restored and he's committed to me, I'm committed to him. Here we go, and I'm going to be the one getting the talking to, and, I, and I, I'm going to need it when it comes down to it. Where is it written that it's always someone else? Sometimes it's you, brother. Sometimes it's you, sister. Sometimes it's me. If you haven't actively taken steps to commit yourself to a local body, then when the time comes for the brethren to love you by calling you to account, it's going to be ten times easier to just slip on out and head down somewhere else instead of submitting yourself to the men and women that God has grafted you in with. You need to be a member of a local church. Fifthly, you need to become a church member because it will cause you to seriously consider the doctrines of your local church. When a man becomes a member of his church, then a part of that is acknowledging that what you believe they are teaching from the Bible is good and true. In the book of 1 Timothy, we read that we are to teach no other doctrine. Yet this is only possible to follow if we know and are confirmed in the doctrines that actually ought to be taught. It's completely normal when you find a new church to not immediately know if you do actually agree with them on everything. I remember when I first came here and somebody gave me a little booklet of what Good Shepherd believed and I flipped through it uh, and I found the bit where it says, uh, we do not practice speaking in tongues in this church. And I thought, goodness me, I thought that was sort of like a Bible thing to do. I mean, I'd never done it. I'd never seen it done, but I just assumed, I'd read about it in the book of 1 Corinthians. Um, oh dear. Now, I wanted to join the church, but I thought, this is, this is a problem. If, they, if they're teaching this, what is going on? And that prompted me to start asking the questions. So I remember pestering Rod Clifford on the way home in the car. I'm like, hey, what's with this, Rod? What's going on? Uh, and Rod, it turned out Rod had some pretty good answers, which is we would speak in tongues uh, if that was still going on today, and it certainly isn't. Uh, and and it, it helped me, though, uh, to get that ironed out, get that straightened out. Where is this church coming from? Where am I coming from? What does the Bible say? And once I had that worked out, then I could be united with the people here. The same thing happened with Bible versions. The same thing happened with the doctrine of separation. A part of church membership is a common shared belief and doctrinal understanding and that had to come first before I could join. Now I know for some folks you're sort of taking the easy road here this morning. Like rather than sit down with pastor and crack open a Bible, it's just easier to keep cruising in and out and not becoming a member and then if something said that ain't so, well what is that to you? This was never really your place to begin with. Uh, It's the easy street. It ought not to be that uh, for us brothers and sisters. It ought not to be that. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Come on over. And we see here a plea and a command from the Scriptures. It says this, it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind, 
and in the same judgment. Now, if you say, well, I, I'm a Christian, I follow the Bible, this is what I have done. I, I do that in my local church. If that is so, if you are speaking the same thing, if there is no division between you and me, uh, and if we're all here perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, why wouldn't you become a church member? Like, at what point there, once you have arrived at that, would something in you say, but I don't think I will commit and lock into this? Uh, why indeed, if the Lord has you watching and listening this morning, then I believe this would be the question He wants you to answer this morning. Why are you not a member of your local church? Why have you not committed? Now, whatever your reason is, I want you to think of it. If you're at home... Uh, I want you to at least say it out loud, what it is in your mind, because there'll be something going through your mind. Those of you that are there and you're like, ah, snap, this guy's coming after me. I'm not a member of this church. Why aren't you? What is the thing that is holding you back? I believe the Lord would have you answer that. But once you can name it, once you can say it's actually because of that, then I believe you will find that the Scripture has an answer for that, for what you must do about that. And once you have that answer and you apply it to your life, you will become more closely conformed to the image of Christ and you'll be more closely knit into his body. What is it that holds you back from becoming a church member? To know the reason is to reveal the solution. You say, well, I, I can't do that, Brother Josh. I can't do it. You see, uh, I'm not baptized. I'm not baptized. Well, now we're getting somewhere. The Lord wants you to be baptized. Let's go ahead and resolve that. In Acts, we read this. It says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I can't join the local church. I'm not baptized. Then the Lord would have you know this morning, it's time to do that. That is his first command to you once you get saved. He offers you salvation. You take it and then you say, Lord, what would you have me to do? The first thing he says is, you go and get baptized now. And if that hasn't been done, then the local church will not receive you. You say, well, how are we going to fix this? You need to be baptized. There is no good reason. I, I faffed around on it for, for weeks and months. And when it really came down to why am I not doing this, the answer was, well, I want it to be like sort of super significant and special. And how about no? How about just obeying right now, doing what God says? That's actually pretty significant. That's actually pretty special. You need to be baptized and then you can become a member of the local church. You say, well, I can't be baptized. I'm not even saved. Like, I'm not even a Christian. Well, then the Lord would have you to deal with that straight away and get saved. In Acts 3, we read, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. If you can't join a church because you know you are not a Christian, then the Lord would have you surrender your life this morning. Be converted. I mean, be changed. Be, go from being a child of hell, destined for that, to becoming a child of God. I mean, repent, like, like turn it around. Turn from a life that you want to run yourself in sin and, and give your life to God that he could run it for you in righteousness. And then once that's done, you'll get baptized. And once that's done, you need to be a member of a local church. You need to be a church member. You say, well, I, I can't become a church member because the church that I am nearby, you see, I'm not here in Albany Creek. I'm a long way away. I'm watching from, from distance, sir. And, and, and the churches around here, mate, they're just, I don't want to sign on for that, eh? That's, that's disconcerting. Well, I mean, they, they're, they're not teaching what the Bible says or they're not doing what the Bible says or they are doing what the Bible says. The stuff that the Bible says don't do, that's what they're doing. Uh, well, I can't, I can't join on to that. Well, then, it's time for you to find a church that you can be a member at. 
move your job. So, well, I've been here a long time. I've got, I got long service coming up, mate. Move your job. Move your family. Find a local church that teaches and preaches all that is in the Scriptures and become a church member there. There's nothing more important. You were put here on this earth to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and you cannot do it if you do not have a local church that you are a member of. It is worth the move. It is worth the shift. What, what matters? You're, you're down here for 100 years tops. You're with the Lord for billions upon billions and he would have you be a member of a local church. Move. Change. Lift up your family. Go where the Lord would have you to go. And he would have you be a member of a local church that follows and preaches the Bible. You need to be a member of a local church. Well, you say, hey, well, joke's on you, Brother Josh. I'm already a church member and you've wasted 15 minutes of my life on this. Well, not at all. As a church member myself, I run into people all the time who have been at churches for years without being a member. And these folks need to hear it, not just from me, they need to hear it from you. Uh, you, you, they need to become a member. It is good to be a church member. It is right. It is fitting. It is helpful. It is beautiful. So tell them you're not a church member. Why not? And what comes out when people start, you, you, people start to, like, they start thinking, a lot of them have never even considered it because the idea for an Aussie of actually locking in and committing to something is quite antithetical to who we are. Uh, but, but what will come out then, if you can help them with that, you will be bringing them closer to the Lord Jesus. Tell them plainly they need to be a member of their local church. You need to be a member of a church because membership in a church is biblical and expected of Christians. You need to be a member of a church because the church is His body. It's the, church, the body of our Saviour. And as Christians, we want to be locked in and identified with the body of Christ. You need to be a member of a church because we all need accountability and to love other church members by keeping them accountable. You need to be a member of the church because it will cause you to deepen your doctrinal understanding and commitment. And you need to be a member of a church because resolving your excuses will conform you more to the image of Christ. You need to be a member of your church. Let's pray. We give you thanks, our Lord and our God, for all your rich gifts and blessings. Lord, we're so grateful uh, for the great sacrifice of your Son, for the blood that He poured out for us. Lord, we're grateful for the church that you have given us uh, to gather and assemble and to, and to learn and to be reproved and to reprove. Lord God, what a blessing you have provided us. I pray, Father, that you would be convicting the hearts and minds of those uh, this morning that have heard this. Um, Guide us in all things we pray, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.